Okay, looks like the stream is running and we're good to go. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Xbox Roundtable Podcast. Back for yet another episode of Xbox Talk and other gaming news. This is show number 227. Naturally, I'm Invader, the host for the evening, and I'm looking forward to our chat tonight. I mean, when don't I, really? But we've got to cover some PlayStation news with some interesting improvements going into the classic titles. Also, there are reports of EA being interested in a merger or being bought outright. That's uh, certainly a hot topic over the last few days. And we've got some uh, possible Gears of War collection leaks. Hmm, I mean, could be possible. I mean, why not, right? And possibly some other stuff to cover. But before we get into all those things, let me introduce everybody on the show tonight. And I'll kick things off with Crusader. Buddy, how you doing? I'm good. Uh, as anyone who follows me on Twitter knows, I just finished my yearly playthrough of Mass Effect. Um, love the franchise. Got all of the Platinums on PlayStation. Next year will be on Steam so that I can get all of the achievements there because my goal is to get all of the, um, to 100% the franchise on all platforms um, before the next one comes out, which I don't expect it out next year, but next year will just be the, the last one I need. Uh, and next week I'm excited for Destiny, some new season in Destiny 2 that Bungie will literally tell us nothing about, so I'm excited for Tuesday morning when we find out why it's secret. All right, all right, yeah, got some vagueness to look forward to, I see. No, I mean, honestly, uh, Crusader, hopefully we get, uh, you know, some uh, decent news. Uh, Mondays, you know, they seem to be packed with some news, you never know, and uh, we'll see if Bungie yep. drops stuff, some oh, stuff. No, they straight up told us it's coming um, at reset on the, the day the season drops. They told us not to expect anything until Tuesday. Ah, well... All right, so. all right. Keep your, you know, keep uh, your hopes lim yep. limited. Then, you know, I, I guess that's good, uh, <laughs> a good way of uh, putting it. But all right, all right. Good to know. Uh, moving on here, General MLD, buddy. Again, I'm happy to see that uh, your internet is uh, back up and running. How you been? Oh yeah, pretty good. Yeah, bit, had a bit of a storm the other day, but hey, all better now. Otherwise, yeah, just. Uh, I've been. I finally bit the bullet. I started Elden Ring, my first playthrough of my first Souls game. Everyone's talking about it. They say it's most accessible in the genre. So okay, why not? I'll give it a try. And so far, so good. I mean, I'm getting my ass kicked a lot, but I'm making progress. Uh, sure as every time I play. So I am loving it so far. But uh, yeah, also I think I'm gonna take a break later on because I think Sniper Elite Five is coming out day one on Game Pass. I think I'll just give that a play as well. But yeah. Uh, yeah, pretty busy game in there lately. So looking forward to the show, guys. Mm -hmm. No, well said. Yeah, I, I got affected by that same storm as I was uh, telling everybody in the uh, the group not too long ago. Thankfully, my, my internet and uh, power really was only out for a few hours. But yeah, some people were really affected. So uh, glad to see you make it, pal. Glad to see you make it. Uh, moving on down the list here. Uh, Tim probably won't be making it tonight. Uh, Shockley should be, I mean, I'm assuming he'll be uh, sliding in in a little bit, as far as I know. And uh, rounding out the list here, Centurion Buddy. Hey, how you been? How's things uh, been at your been the past week or so? Man, it's it's been good. Um, found time to finally complete um, Strange Brigade with my brother. That was actually a really awesome game. We're starting to do the DLC now. We just did the main campaign. Uh, that game is really a hidden gem, man. I mean, real. It, 
there's moments where you're just like, this game is actually really beautiful for what it is. Um, because I mean, the backdrops and the scenery are really cool. Uh, really enjoyed the game mechanic with uh, all the different traps and stuff you can do to help kind of funnel enemies into different scenarios to kind of help to help you basically get to the end of the mission. It was just a very fun, quirky game that I had a really good time playing. All right. All right. Yeah, no. no, I know there's an elephant in the room, but I'll let you get to that. No, no, I mean, no, I, and I totally get that. Actually, you know, I'll, why don't we bring it up now? Because, I mean, I guess it has been a little, why don't we say eventful for, I, I mean, technically, you know, for a couple of us, but like sort of for, for I guess I want to put the focus on, uh, I guess, your commentary from the last show. Uh, I don't know if you would like to explain. Maybe some people don't know what's going on, but... Uh, I just, uh, it was an interesting interaction, wasn't it, uh, Centurion? <laughs> um, yes, interesting. Um, I even made a joke, uh, to my brother when I was like, um, well, I guess this is that moment where I walked down to the ring and I flipped my, I flipped my long oily hair and look into the camera and scream, acknowledge me. And David Jaffe did, did not expect that. Um, regardless of how people want to feel about the message that was put towards me for saying that he's trying to bank on his career during the PS1 and PS2 era, I put out my little synapse on Twitter. So that way, for those who think that I'm hiding in some secret little magical world where my opinion apparently goes unnoticed, uh, just put it out there. It's my own opinion. It's mine only. I don't reflect anyone else's. I don't need to have a giant following um, to basically enforce that opinion because it's just mine. Um, and David Jaffe, like, I'm not trying to be mean, but let's cool. He made Twisted Metal, a really cool kart racer back in 1996. Uh, we had God of War 2005. Uh, but he also got help writing that from an award-winning game writer. Um, I think her name was like Marissa Krozik. Um, And she actually helped write pretty much all of the God of Wars. So most of God of War was uh, this this woman's backbone. And that's why I think it's really funny how everybody like flipped out when they kind of showed God of War Ragnarok and there was a heavy female influence in that game and everybody lost their damn minds. Well, also here's some bad news for you. It's going to break your heart. Um, the game series has actually been wrote primarily by a very, very talented female individual. And I think it's funny we say break your heart because there's this really cool tweet put out with me apparently performing on Phil Spencer. Um, and they used Shawn Michaels, the heartbreak kid, doing that that really fun autonomous motion back in the day when he was a very controversial wrestling character. But what's also really funny about using that character is I actually am going to be the heartbreak kid for a lot of you because I don't care about plastic platforms. I don't worship them. I also don't worship false idols. Um, I actually like to uh, feel that I, uh, I like to assert myself with better role models. Like uh, I've actually sat down and had dinner with uh, the running back. Um, I believe he was with the Green Bay Packers, Robert Brooks. He actually is a good friend of the owner of the business that I work for. And this man goes out and uh, I've handed out food to the homeless. I've gone out and seen mm -hmm. he's building a, a teen youth center. Those are the kind of role models I, I try to hold on to. I don't want to listen to a man that sits 
in the corner yelling at a microphone, angry at the world, in my opinion. I'm not trying to be mean, but All right. it is what it is. No, I'm not trying to rant. It's, it is what it is. Oh, no, you're not ranting. And, uh, you know, I think from some of the uh, the chiming in that was going on, some of the commentary um, on social media, it was just kind of, uh, you know, I guess you, you did have to uh, respond in some way. And uh, and I'll be honest, you know, I'm uh, I'm a fan of uh, Jaffe's in some ways. Like, I, I know it was a while ago, but I still... I love my Twisted Metal and uh, God of War, especially Twisted Metal. I don't know. I just I, I love that kind of stuff. But, hey, don't get me wrong, man. Uh, I understand where you're coming from, uh, no doubt, honestly. But, uh, hey, David uh, seemed to want to have a dialogue with us, to be fair. And, uh, hey, hey, hey David, my, dialogue, my DMs are, all, are open if you want to come on the show. Right. And that's where I'm just going to say for my final thing that I think it's really funny that I'm going to have some fun with this. I happen to actually enjoy uh, creating like a mad TV situation on my channel with the character fanboy. And I, at this point, I'm just going to have some really good fun. All right. And that's fair, honestly. And yeah, no, Dave, David, if you're listening, we, yeah, you are, you know, you are more than welcome to come on the show. Just hit me up, hit me up in the DM, and uh, we'd love to talk about, uh, you know, all things gaming and, you know, wh whatever you'd like to, honestly. But, uh, yeah, you know what, guys? I mean, again, we're here for the fun of it, and everybody, everybody's welcome to come in and listen to us. Uh, you know, we appreciate everybody just dropping by, saying hi, and uh, whatnot. We, we appreciate the viewership. Anyways, uh, you know, let's go into our first topic tonight. And guys, by the way, uh, don't forget to share this out and sub to the channel if you haven't already. Again, we uh, really appreciate you here. But the first topic tonight, gentlemen, let's see. Uh, where should we start off? Hmm, you know what? Why don't we talk about some PlayStation news? And uh, PlayStation, they've unveiled uh, the initial list of games that will be hitting the revamped PlayStation Plus titles such as Ape Escape, Siphon Filter, Dark Cloud, and more. Actually, that's a nice list, to be honest. Uh, with some classics getting trophy support, of all things. Very interesting. Along with some other news, of course. But, uh, Crusader Pal, I'll uh, lead off with you on this one. Uh, what do you think of the latest update, uh, you know, that we're getting with PlayStation Plus? Uh, got any thoughts so on I'm it? So, I'm going to... Yeah, I'm going to do a brief summary of what I think, and then I'll, I'll go into it in a little bit more detail. For a casual gamer who hasn't played very many games... Uh, or are brand new to PlayStation, it's an excellent value proposition. There's quite a bit of... There's much better at that level of um, expectations than I was than I thought it was going to be. Um, but if you're an enfranchised gamer, like basically all of us, and if you're someone, probably our audience, I don't think it's the, um, the greatest uh, deal. Uh, especially, I, I was hoping for more in the backwards uh, compatibility department. Now, maybe there will be some better stuff announced, but I was expecting to hear a bunch more of the PlayStation um, uh, like classic exclusives that currently aren't on the PS Now listing. Um, especially like the Ratchet and Clank games. Um, I, I think they did include Resistance 3, but I believe 1 and 2 are still missing. Things like that. Now, maybe they're in the full list, but I don't know why you wouldn't just announce more here if there was more exciting things to come. Uh, so, I think that getting like 
all um the Ubisoft classics that that was a that's great um that they're that that's going to be on there especially starting with Valhalla and then getting up to 50 games later from Ubisoft that's really great at a casual level because those are very casual friendly casual heavy games the um Far Cry's the uh, Assassin's Creed's um and a lot of the games they showed looked good. Um, I am also still a little frustrated that they haven't outlined timeframes for their first-party games. Mm-hmm. Uh, this isn't to say that I'm necessarily expecting uh, day-and-date games. I'm not, you know, not at that price, and not at the price point they're selling the premium for. But um, it was a little frustrating to hear that there's not even, like, an EA Play-style promise where games come into the service guaranteed at 12 months they can come in before but guaranteed at 12 months they're going to come in like we, we didn't get anything like that any kind of time frame for things and like there are some games that came out more recently that are on there like the um director's cuts for uh what is it ghost of tsushima and the director cut for uh what was kajima's game called uh, the norman Reedus game oh like, um, that's stranding that's stranding yeah um you know, both of those director's cuts are going to be on there, but The Last of Us 2 was, like, not listed, which was weird, because they did list The Last of Us Remastered, so you'd think if they were listing one, they would list both. Um, and The Last of Us 2 came out first, and we even saw that hit PS Now and then leave PS Now. So, like, I, I, ha- I don't have a ton of necessarily confidence in the um, release schedule of stuff onto it, because they've offered no concrete like spine to it if you will like there's no um consistent backing promise there's just that it will evolve in the future um and this is one of the things that makes game pass when microsoft is firing on all cylinders a great program because you you know when that value is going to come you know if they're actually releasing games they should you know you'll get them as they come and it's great uh, even EA Play, in my opinion, has a better um, value proposition for what it costs because you know when the games from EA are going to be coming. You know that within a year, all of the titles will be on it, you know? So, to me, they have... They, they need to be clearer on how things are going to come, when things are going to come. Not just like, oh, we're going to be adding things each month. I want to know the uh, essentially like a good kind of schedule that i can follow as to when things will come in that that's still missing so for me it's not something that i'm going to be subscribing to right away unless they come out and reveal that basically all of the um legacy titles that they publish are going to be coming to the um the service now one thing i will compliment them is is the the trophy support in the old games that's excellent um that is something i really wish xbox would do that we could get legacy trophy support or trophy support, legacy achievement support for the um, original Xbox games. That would be, yeah. I, I would love it. I would go back and play so many of them, like the Knights of the Old Republic games, uh, the original Star Wars Battlefronts, um, uh, Star Wars Republic Commando. Um, well, it does seem like Otaki. a nice incentive, right, to play the older games. I mean, don't get me wrong, yeah. you're going to play the older games regardless if you really like the classics, but at the same time, I mean, for newer people to come in and you know they really like achievements and earning achievements then you know you would think that oh yeah that would be a a nice way to entice people to get to play them right yep and i am also very happy that they are um 
the games that are coming, except for the PS3 games, are also going to be for sale. Um, I was not expecting that. And if you bought those games on the PS3, from what I understand, your license even carries over. The PS1 and uh, uh, PSP games that you could cross-buy on the um, the PS3, your license should carry over. So, like, that's actually really cool. Um, it's something we should expect from them, honestly, to to honor those past purchases it's not something i truly was expecting them to do so to see it that is it's really nice you know um uh i do wish they had shown more psp games though because there's a lot of good psp titles and i believe they only announced one because psp is brand new to really ps now yeah psp stuff was not on ps now before this cutover so I would love to see um, a bunch of like the PSP exclusives come over because there were so, there was some good even third party exclusives for the PSP. There was two Star Wars Battlefront games and they were both I played them a lot back in the day. Um, I think it was uh, Rogue Battlefront Rogue Squadron and or Renegade Squadron and Battlefront Elite Squadron. Both were a ton of fun, and I, I would love to see them hit uh, beyond the PlayStation Four and Five. Okay. All right. That's fair. Yeah, I do think that they offer, uh, like, they do have an interesting uh, catalog of games, classic games uh, upcoming. And it's going to be interesting to see how people react, especially with uh, the different tiers going on uh, with the revamped uh, PlayStation Network. But, you know, we'll we'll see as time goes on. What's that middle one extra? I think that's going to be the one that does the best. Uh, yeah, the what one is it? that's There's... just for PS4 and PS5 games. Was it deluxe or um, extra or premium? Something like that. I believe like it's this extra or it's essential, extra, and premium. I think are the are the tiers. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that the second tier is going to be that sweet spot that they're going to make that they're going to get a lot of subscribers into. I, I think that they really, really have to work on the what premium offers because the the trials are there's six of them and they're not good. Thank God they're not actually requiring every game to have. I thought that was going to be awful yeah. for um, the industry at large. Um, but they, they like there needs to be a higher value or it needs to just be canned and move people into the um, extra tier. Uh, there's just not enough value at that at that higher level. Um, they they unless they are just holding on to a ton of named games that are coming, but I, it's not like. You know, it's not something that you want a surprise on day one. You want to know what games are going to be there when the service launches, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they are, aren't they rumored to have a uh, an event in early June as well, if I'm not mistaken? They could. They could. Um, it would be really... I, I guess you could release a list coinciding with the event and highlight a few more. Uh, I don't know. There's just a bunch of games that I... like. And hearing that the PS3 is still going to be streaming only is still frustrating. It'll never mm-hmm. not frustrate me. Yeah, yeah, I, I hear you on that one. They and there's they're, they're... so many good games on the PS3, so many. Yes, especially, I mean, the Insomniac games alone. Damn. Yep. <laughs> uh, what? There's three Resistances and seven Ratchet and Clank games that are not on PS Now that should be on PS Now. Well, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they remas, you know, did a Resistance collection, right? They've sure been teasing the heck out of it, so. I- they have a resistance collection on the PS3 that just needs ported. Yeah, like, that's right. Yeah. And don't forget Sunset Overdrive. I wouldn't be surprised. I would not be surprised. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if they'll have Insomniac do it or if Insomniac will let someone just port it over. 
Uh, they're probably busy right now, so they'll probably let. I, yeah. I would assume somebody else, but then again, who knows? Who knows? They could have a small team doing something. Uh, let's see. Centurion Pal. I mean, what do you think of uh, PlayStation? Uh, you know, these little tidbits of uh, PlayStation news. Uh, anything here uh, that you're excited for that uh, looks good to you? Give me your thoughts. Um. Well, I have two thoughts. Um. Both are on one is on each side of the fence i could say we'll start on the high side of the fence um i'm excited for the fact that technically this service is a a the the ubisoft classic along with all the classic games you're gonna get with the playstation service um you're gonna have a very very large uh catalog of classic games that will be at your disposal for you to be able to experience um a good couple generations of gaming um especially if you missed a lot on the sony side like i did i missed a lot of stuff on the sony side so i might be subscribing to this service just because of just how much is there when it comes to games that i missed and some of these games i still want to play just because that they're not going to be all these fancy graphics and ray tracing and all this resolution and all this great stuff it's still games I want to experience because the I enjoy these franchises and I, I kind of wish I could play some of these games and I'm kind of excited about this service and what it's going to offer. Um, the Ubisoft side, not really. I, I always buy all my Ubisoft games. I, I am a big fan of Far Cry, Assassin's Creed. So all the offerings of what Ubisoft is going to have in there isn't really for me. Uh, but definitely for those who have always been on the fence, uh, especially with what Assassin's Creed used to be um, compared to what it is now, um, you'll be able to definitely uh, check out the, how they've revamped Assassin's Creed, especially in Valhalla. I've played a little bit of it. Um, I need to really kind of get that game on my backlog, but I also know that game is going to require a large amount of my life. Um, on to the Devil's Advocate side, though, the negative is it's an article that I read on Digital Trend. Um, the guy in the article definitely talked about how he wants the subscription service because of the classic catalog, um, which is why I started reading this. But he also wanted to point out in the article that when you compare the two services together between Game Pass and, um, excuse me, uh, PlayStation, whatever version you get, it feels more like PlayStation subscription service is aimed towards games you should have played, uh, classic games, gaming past, where Xbox wants at least, like uh, Crusader pointed out when it's firing on all cylinders, when um, when some of the wrinkles have been ironed out and we get these, these game delays behind us, whenever that will may be. Um, it will be definitely more like gaming future. Like this is gaming past. I mean, excuse me, present and future. Um, so they definitely have created a completely separate product from what Xbox is offering. Um, I did call it though. At least I feel in my head when it comes to Ubisoft that I knew this service would be perfect for Ubisoft for one reason. And that's that game trials. Ubisoft is right now entering into a new stage of how their company is going to operate and how they view games as a service. They actually have three big, large games as a service to my right off the top of my head. 
Uh, one is was a Tom Clancy game. I think they removed the Tom Clancy off of it, but it's to compete with Apex. They also have one that's actually supposed to be like a multiplayer uh, battle, um, battle royale version of Wildlands. And then there's also supposed to be another one that's based off of the, oh my God, Invader Help Me Division, the Dark Zone. So they're, oh, spark okay. they're wanting to create a multiplayer that's based after the Dark Zone. The, this game trial thing is perfect because this means Ubisoft will be able to offer these games and get feedback, but they're not exactly going to have to give these games away. In my opinion, I think they should make these games free to play, especially with what we've seen. But I always knew Ubisoft was going to probably be involved because of this whole game trial thing. And I think it's really interesting now all of a sudden they are involved. All right, all right. No, I liked your points. That's uh, you know, you uh, made some very good uh, yeah points on that. Uh, MLD buddy, uh, you know, you've listened to uh, Centurion and Crusader here. Uh, list off a few points. Like, what do you think of uh, like these little tidbits of uh, PlayStation news? Good, bad, like uh, meh. Like, what do you, what are your thoughts? Okay, well, I mean, first I'll give credit to where it's due. It's it's getting uh, to be a better service. Yeah, Sony, uh, the value gap was pretty big for, for the longest time now, and they're slowly but surely getting the, their service up to snuff, you know, and, and some of their first-party games. What 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 I'm really just, like, really intrigued at, seeing the online reactions, is that the PlayStation fans, they're acting like Sony just discovered Fire for the first time, and they're taking all the credit for it. It's like the idea of adding a game like Demon's Souls... Uh, 2020 or Assassin's Creed Valhalla from Ubisoft um, Classics, which I will say also, by the way, good on them for getting that. I, I mean, because they first announced that coming to Xbox early in the year, and is and now it's like they got it before we did. So hopefully, maybe we can get it too. We'll see at the June showcase. But it's good that Sony managed to nag, uh, sorry, nab, uh, you, uh, what is it, Ubisoft? Like we got EA Play. Mm -hmm. So good, good for them. Good for them. That said, it's like. The idea of adding two-year-old games to the service and they're acting like it's the greatest thing ever and people are saying, oh, PS Plus is now better than Game Pass. Like, we've been doing this for years now. We've been telling you guys this for years. The value gap closed, but not by that much. We still have the day one games, but point aside, we had games like six months after launch, like Guardians of the Galaxy. That launched in October. We got that game in what? March? Like... We get games so much more recent than they do, and they're only now getting games that are like what two years old, uh, almost that much. Yeah. It's they're they're acting like it's like they just they're taking all the credit for it, and they it's like Sony did it first. Or it's now it's now old games suddenly matter now that Sony is doing it now. Like what happened to supporting the what happened to supporting the devs? Uh, people are excited to play Returnal now. That's gonna come to PS Plus. Uh, I thought you guys then that game doesn't that game does that game need all the sales it can get? That game like sold what five hundred thousand units? Should should you guys be uh you know supporting the devs buying it there? But no, now you're gonna do what we've been praising for years, which is playing games, first party games on the gaming subscription service. Now all of a sudden, like subscription services are now the norm. Now it's acceptable. It's just oh my god, my the the, the double standard narrative goal post shifting. Again, good on Sony. They're finally doing right. They're finally, like, they're seeing what Xbox is doing, and they're trying to match it slowly but surely. 
but it's just like you know it's just like the narratives and just it just it's just so cringe but mm-hmm. that said good for them good for them um other than that i the one, one interesting thing i noticed that is that they're adding trophies to ps1 games i think like siphon mm-hmm. filter rings a bell i would like xbox to to, to do that yes. i think uh, at a certain point now for me I do like, I don't really care too much about my achievements per game, but it's nice to see you get something for the time you put into a game. So I think I would play more original Xbox games if they had some kind of achievement support added to it. So if, I think Xbox should get on that. I mean, if Sony could do trophies for their backwards compatible games, I think we should be able to do it as well. But in the end, the value gap is still pretty big because again, we get these backwards compatible games on demand however we want. They still get theirs behind the behind the uh, sub paywall, so they close the gap. But I still think Game Pass is the service to beat. So that's me. Right? Yeah, and I agree. That'd be a great incentive. I I've been collecting uh, recently. I've been on a bit of a binge collecting uh, with some older OG Xbox games, and I just got Otogi in the mail, <laughs> uh, the first one. And yeah, I I, w- I would love to see achievements add to that. You know, just a, a nice little little thing to add, right? Uh, oh, and look who snuck in here. Eric, buddy, you there? Oh, yeah, I'm here. Hey, bud. <laughs> uh, we're on, uh, we're talking about some PlayStation oh, stuff. Yeah. I don't know if, uh, how long you've been listening in for. Uh, you got any thoughts of, uh, you know, the PlayStation Plus uh, new additions, the classics coming in, the trophies to some uh, classic titles? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool of them because uh, I think I saw posts where, it was really it was worded really badly because it didn't really make sense of like hey ps plus is allowing you to uh if you already purchased some of the psn classics um now you'll just get them but i'm like but if but then it's not free because then you'd have to have ps plus but i think you're just getting them kind of like how if you had some digital 360 indies and they became backwards compatible that you just had them once they were um, so that's pretty cool of them. I didn't see that coming. Um, and but yeah, I did. I definitely uh, thought it was really cool of them to focus on, or at least add some achievement support. That that's why I didn't know why why they couldn't do it, <laughs> especially Sony, because Sony. I think even probably anybody can correct me on this, but I, when they started doing trophies. I can't remember if they backed like uh, did some that were already out because obviously they weren't doing trophies, I believe, at the very start. Um, but they had their like PS2 games that were digital that you could buy on their store. Those ones didn't have like achievements, which was kind of crappy. Um, so it's kind of sucks that it's like Xbox couldn't like who made the whole achievement system. It's like you can't just, and it's not even like you have that many OG Xbox titles like. And just add the support just just put an achievement if you like beat whatever the main story is and you just mm-hmm. give us some achievements like who cares or something 200 or something but yeah i mean otherwise it's i mean it's cool of them to add definitely more value to uh to what we deem as a competitor to game pass so that's only going to be beneficial to everyone so um I'm I'm hopeful they'll add more PS2 games. That'd be sick, because a lot of people I've been playing a decent amount of um, my PS2 right now and playing Shinobi. 
it's like, man, that game just did not get very much love. I was looking at those reviews and why it was like a 71. It was like, oh, this game's really hard. And, but So it sounded like this was like the first Dark Souls game for many. <laughs> not that it was a Dark Souls game, but they were. that's why they got like, like a 70 on Metacritic because everybody was like, oh my God, it's insanely hard. I think the end, the last boss or last level is hard, but it's I'm like up to like halfway through and I'm not getting touched very much. <laughs> so it's like, it's not that hard, but, but I love uh, getting off topic there. I would love for them to like start at least, obviously they can't do anything about PS3, but <laughs> I mean, they could if they tried, but um, that'd be cool if they start doing even more support uh, for the ones they can, like PS2, PSNs, PS Classic. Um, but yeah, that's what's great. That's why competition's great. So hopefully Xbox sees them doing achievements. Hey, we've heard you, because that's what Xbox does. They look at um, what's the number, you know, one most asked thing, you know, on their uh, on their list. So, so hopefully that's up there. <laughs> so we get that announced. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's definitely awesome that they went back and gave people some purchases that um, you know, they already had. So that's definitely great support to, um, wouldn't have expected that from Sony. So, but overall it's pretty good. I, I probably have still have no plan to get like the PS premium. <laughs> um, cause I think you have to get that tier to get, cause I think the PS4, PS5 tier is like the mid tier. And then if you want like all of the backwards compatible, you have to get like the premium, but I'm good for now, but, uh, but maybe adding some of the achievement support to like PS, uh, some other uh, or adding more PS2 titles because that's what's also got me going back. So I'm like, I, I want to play on my original hardware, but it's like, okay, I got Rogue Galaxy. I downloaded that on uh, PS2 Classic uh, on on PS or PSN. But I was like, cool, I can get achievements here versus actually playing it on my modded PS2. So I'm like that. You know, me just getting achievements for you know games I hadn't didn't get a chance to play back then. That kind of gets me, you know, staying on that ecosystem. If I can just you know keep feeding me other games that I have good achievement for, just get something to show that okay, cool, I beat the game. Kind of gives you because there's nothing worse than it's like, hey, you haven't beat. Looks like you haven't beat any games all year. It's like, oh, well, I've been playing all these old games I never get a chance to play in my old right. <laughs> you know PS2. So. You know, there's like PS2 has a crap load of RPGs that aren't ever going to get ported, or you're never going to see the live day of. Which is a shame. Like Shinobi, like Sega's one of Sega's all time biggest <laughs> things back in the day on Sega Genesis. Like, other than the Sega Genesis, uh, Nintendo Online, or Sega Classics, that's about it. <laughs> mm. hey, that, that IP is dead. <laughs> Well, according to Supersonic Station in the chat, Shinobi is awesome. Hmm. I guess great minds uh, think alike, eh, Eric? <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, no, it is uh, It is good on them, honestly. And uh, I do really like uh, the options coming out of Sony. Uh, you know, the, that tier system that they have, it is interesting. I'll see how, we'll see how successful it is and how it plays out. And, yeah, overall, I mean, I, I do agree that competition is a good thing, and we'll see how Xbox responds to it, too. And 
I mean, let's be honest, uh, the way that the streaming wars are going, uh, you know, even if you love it or hate them, uh, it's going to be interesting in the gaming space, to say the least. So, uh, and content is king, right? And PlayStation has a huge backlog. So, eh, we'll see what happens, guys. We will see what happens on that front. Uh, but yeah, why don't we uh, move on to some other things? And guys, don't forget to smash the like button and share this show out. Let everybody know that we are live. Because, hey, we love to see everybody uh, tuning in and participating in the chat. So, uh, definitely let all your friends know. All right, uh, we will uh, go on to some other news, and you know what? We've got to talk about electronic arts. And according to a new report, uh, EA is looking to be bought, which is, uh, well, I think it's quite, quite curious. With the publisher uh, having talks with uh, supposedly Disney, Apple, Amazon, and even Comcast, uh, NBC Universal, uh, Centurion Bud. What do you think of this uh, report regarding EA? I mean, I suppose it doesn't surprise me considering the mega purchases over the last two years, but I would love to hear your thoughts on this to, uh, to uh, start us off here. Man, um, where do you begin on this subject? Because how can you not blame EA for wanting to do this? But I also have an article anyways, because they were talking about why would you not want to actually sell out right now with gaming uh, hitting at what they considered record setting revenue levels um, on top of that right now, the way they look at gaming is gaming survived the pandemic. It actually got strengthened by the pandemic because people were at home and they were relying more on gaming uh, to basically get that, to get that, endorphin release because i'm stuck in my house and they now see gaming as a safe bet so companies are throwing money all over the place at gaming uh like you mentioned they were talking to comcast um it's going to be really interesting to see where all the cards lie here in the next few in the next few years when it comes to who owns what who's making what and it's just going to be interesting it's going to be like a whole different playing field um, and I really don't know where you, cause I know earlier you were asking, uh, where do you think, who do you think EA would sell to? And that's where you start getting a lot of the big, big players that you hear all the time. And when we're talking money, EA is not going to sell cheap. Uh, but we're talking players like Google, Tencent, um, the article even said that they had actually already talked to Amazon and Disney um ea is definitely out there knocking on doors and i'm very curious to see who's going to end up biting on that hook mm -hmm. yeah but also like you know how much value like uh do you know how much uh ea is worth at the moment um i have no like for what ea is worth I mean, I know, what is it, I last last year, didn't they? I mean, last year they bought uh, Codemasters, for example, right, for, I think, a billion dollars. So, I don't know, that'd be interesting to see how much EA would be worth. they got to be worth more than, I don't know, you think that they would be worth more than uh, what the Bethesda Zenimax deal was? Oh, yes. Their market cap is 36, almost $37 billion. 
Oh, you see. So that's, so that's, that's, that's their stock Activision price. Blizzard. Yeah, they're like 6.6 6 billion revenue. Yeah, they're they have um, 13.9 billion dollars in assets. Yeah, they ain't going to they're not going to I don't think Activision levels, but I'm pretty sure somebody's going to have to throw a B at whatever number that EA is going to sell for. Mhm. Yeah, I mean, you look at I mean, they do have some pretty good IP, obviously. Like, I'm not trying to be mean, but we all know what Activision is selling for right now. And Activ and EA shares are at $130.76 a share. Right, right. Um, yeah. Hmm. I don't know. It's kind of curious, too. But then again, some of their games haven't been doing well recently. I mean, uh, look at oh, God, uh, no. look at Battlefield, well, right? Battlefield's kind of really taking a hit. <laughs> Battlefield. Um, people are Battlefield really over. Pizza, right? People are over the microtransaction uh, force feeding that EA really fell in love with. Um, and it's also really bit EA in the ass that uh, in the past I've called them the reapers of the gaming industry. They come in, uh, consume a gaming developer for all its resources and talent, and then they basically close the empty shell that's left over. Well, to be um, fair, they're not the only <laughs> ones who do that, but they are one of the more egregious. <laughs> I'll say they're that. the more egregious. And that's what I'm saying. Like, that's where they bit themselves. I mean, shot themselves in the foot. Um, they got rid of Visceral Games. Uh, we all see now that they're trying to write that ship with the um, Dead Space remake or remaster. I believe it's a complete remake, right? Yeah, yeah it's a remake. I okay. believe so, yeah. Um, and But you also saw them how they fumbled the ball with the Star Wars franchise. So they've definitely had some serious missteps. Yes, that was another thing, too. Uh, um, go ahead. One thing I would like to say, Centurion, their stock individual stock price is one uh, 130 dollars but they have less shares oh no available. i know it's i know it's based on a share size and yeah at, at 13 billion dollars that 130 dollars a share because we valued activision at almost 70 billion dollars so they're worth one-fifth something like that so I don't know how many shares they have. Thirty-six billion USD is what their market cap is. Hmm. So well. they're they're worth like they're worth about they're on the market right now for half of what uh um Microsoft is buying uh Activision Blizzard for. So I mean you're looking at a probably a fifty billion dollar acquisition if someone was to acquire them. Mm -hmm. And keep in mind, because of like such the large deals that have been going on the past, well, what, two years? Uh, more importantly, obviously, the big elephant in the room being the uh, Microsoft purchase of Activision Blizzard, which is still, uh, you know, in the process of being approved at the moment. Uh, a lot of a lot of different companies, whether they be uh, in the gaming sphere or equity firms, whatever it may be, a lot of people are seeing this as a green light to go in because. I mean, as of right now, video games have outperformed, as uh, you were touching on, Centurion, over other industries oh, yeah. over the last couple of years. So investor investors are targeting these studios and publishers. Yeah. And that's what's scary, because we're not... I loved how Phil Spencer just recently said that he's worried about gaming company. I mean, comp not gaming companies, but companies like Amazon and ones like them. I think he even said Google coming into the gaming space 
because they're going to be treating it as an investment opportunity rather than trying to expand gaming or do something in gaming for them for for a lot of these companies it's just a safe place to put your money without having to worry about the economy tanking mm -hmm. yeah and as hydra pointed out in the chat uh they also lost the uh the fifa brand name as well it's gonna be that uh too. it's gonna be was it ea sports fc some something along those yeah. lines so i i would say lost is disingenuous there they chose not to accept FIFA's terms of wanting to pay $1 billion for just the name. <laughs> yeah. All right. No, that's they, fair. FIFA wanted $1 billion for a five-year contract for just the name. And then on top of that, the royalties that were already in place. So good luck to FIFA getting anyone to pay that. Well, yeah. that I would have to agree right there. I feel like... Uh... What what is FIFA gonna do? Go to a, a game developer that's gonna make a cheaper game that's just gonna be like, can we get EA back? Yes, uh, Pro Football FIFA twenty twenty two. Yes, that's what it's gonna be next. No, I don't know. Yeah, I mean that is oh, that's a lot of money, even for uh, some of those big publishers. That's a big chunk of change, uh, eating into their uh, microtransaction uh, money right there. I mean. You look at EA, and they, they do have a treasure trove of uh, good IP. Uh, I mean, some of the ones that I would point out would be like Dead Space, Need for Speed, obviously Battlefield, but that's been dipping the last few years in quality. Titanfall, I would say, is definitely a huge thing. I mean, you look at Apex Legends, uh, all the Codemaster IP as well that they acquired, uh, what was it, last year? So, I mean, they do hold a lot of... Uh, really good franchises, uh, Command and Conquer as well, The Sims. I, I mean, again, I could go on and on and on, but obviously uh, they have a lot of household names. So I guess the question is, all right, well then who can step in here? I mean, even from the gaming sphere, uh, I think Centurion, you had mentioned Tencent. Uh, what about Embracer? Embracer has been, uh, is not shy about spending money, and they've said that they, they, they want to buy more studios. Uh, no way. I don't think so. Embracer, they go for the single A, double A studios. Even their recent uh, acquisition, that was that was on the higher end. Mm -hmm. But I don't see them doing like publisher purchases. I mean, uh, I think these got EA. There's somewhere between Bethesda and uh, Activision Blizzard. I think maybe their stock price is a little too high. Someone mentioned it was like in the 130s. Whereas Activision Blizzard, they they took a hit from all the uh, all the all the bad uh, the sexual harassment claims, blah 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 that, that that's been going on, so that made the price extra juicy for a takeover. Whereas <laughs> EA, they they just got the same bad PR that they usually get: micro microtransactions, this unfinished games, that that doesn't really hit the stock price uh, the same way as Activision Blizzard had theirs hit. Uh, and either way, I don't think it's an interesting time because. Whoever does swoop in and, you know, go for EA, I don't think it'll be like an exclusive basis kind of thing. It'll be like a, yeah, it'll be like a Call of Duty multiplayer with Xbox or Bungie multiplayer with Sony. Nothing's really going to change on our end, like the gamer end. Like, you know, all platforms will still be supported. That's how all, that's how EA makes their money because they put their games everywhere, right? So it's just interesting, like, uh, are we going to get a new player in? Because Google 
They had Stadia, but they abandoned their first-party efforts. So are they going to maybe take another, another crack at it or at least go for EA in terms of like the revenue uh, generation for that? Is uh, Amazon going to step, step up their game? They're going to inject uh, all this stuff into Luna and make, make Luna more of a, more of a juggernaut? Yeah, I mean, we are really in a unprecedented generation right now. Literally anything could happen. Anybody with that enough money can just like literally change the landscape as we know it. But at least good news in the end for us gamers, I don't think anything will be taken away or regulated to certain platforms. EA is best, you know, keeping their games multi-platform. It's just a matter of, um, yeah, like a stock price. Like, like in terms of just the the enticement, like it has to be a good deal. So, uh, if I if I had to guess, maybe Amazon, maybe uh, Tencent. So, but yeah, who knows? Who knows? Mm -hmm. Now, MLD, just to add on there, and I I have to ask this because it just it hasn't been brought up, uh, even if it is ridiculous. But uh, do you think uh, Microsoft would at all be interested in getting in on here, or is the Activision Blizzard deal uh, just still uh, an Achilles heel at the moment? Ooh, well, I mean, let's see. Well, realistically, the deal has to close. So let's say by E3 next year, the deal has been done for for a bit, and they're planning their next move. If not, if not, yeah, already. I think it'll, they'll, they'll definitely be like a grace period, a time period in between. Oof, it, I mean, we already have EA Play merged with Game Pass. If you want to keep it that way, like, and, you know, do like all the day one games. Uh, oh, I mean, it's in their best interest to keep EA Play bundled with Game Pass. It is a major, major value uh, proposition. Like, like, yeah, like, uh, was it Crusader just be Mass Effect? So did I. I beat Mass Effect Legendary Edition off of EA Play because it was bundled with Game Pass. That is a major selling point. If and I hope they can keep this thing going, and that would be one such way to do it. Otherwise, though, uh, it, it's delicate because Xbox they know what we want. End of the day, Nintendo does it, Sony does it more or less. They're, they're, they're becoming more multi-platform. But at the end of the day, the bre the console brands do differentiate themselves with exclusive content. Now, with Xbox, they want to make... They need to make Call of Duty multi-platform just to make the regulations... Uh, just to make the whole process run more smoothly. They, they don't want any hurdles. They want this done quickly. Best way, best way to do that is make Call of Duty multi-platform. But the other IPs, pretty safe to say a lot of the fans... They want the other IPs, the less important, arguably, the, the ones that don't sell as much as Call of Duty. We want them to be exclusive, or at least console exclusive, like Xbox ecosystem exclusive, because it does differentiate the brand. It, it sets it apart. Again, the big three, they all do this. So if they were to get EA, would that same principle apply? I don't think so. Apart from, apart from they would be spending what? Like... Dozens of billions, somewhere in between uh, Bethesda and Activision Blizzard, to ultimately get what day one Game Pass. I don't think that'll be worth say forty billion, thirty billion dollars, or just just to get guaranteed day one Game Pass releases. There would be an expectation to get some IPs exclusive, or console, you know, Xbox ecosystem exclusive. So I think EA would be too big for for that. I would, again, uh, my gut always tells me. 
Uh, their next, their next. Uh, if they have to do a, a major p a pr a purchase, not just a individual student here and there, but a major publisher, I would personally, uh, I, I, I'm Team Sega. I'm Team Sega all the way. Mm -hmm. The one thing the Xbox brand still really needs to fill is Japanese content, and I feel like Sega wouldn't break the bank. Their IPs aren't mega million sellers like they used to be or whatever, but I think they still would fit that niche. Uh, the Japanese support, Japanese content. That's my opinion. I think I feel like they have enough uh, American um, Western style developers underneath their roof now, especially if Activision Blizzard goes through. They need Japanese content. So I'm going to say no to Xbox on EA for that reason. <laughs> All right. All right. That's a fair a fair assessment. And yeah, uh, yeah, really good reasoning too. Uh, nice MLD. Uh, er yeah, no problem. Uh, sh Eric Shockley, buddy. I mean, I'd be curious to hear what your thoughts are on this. Obviously, EA is, well, they're big. They're one of the big publishers and they got some big IP. It's very interesting, again, to hear that uh, they want to sell or merge with somebody. Uh, I don't know. Who do you think uh, would be uh, lined up for them? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like Microsoft would probably stay out of it just because you don't want to be it. It's hard enough trying to get this Activision uh, deal done versus, hey, also we're going to take probably what would be considered the second biggest publisher, like number one and number two probably <laughs> off the board. Um, so I think they would just want to get this Activision because if they get this Activision deal done, that's a lot of, a lot of studios and some of the, if not the biggest IP period in gaming. So I wouldn't want to like risk going for EA and then lose both because they're like, nah, look what you're trying to do here <laughs> uh, versus, hey, let's just get the Activision deal done. And is there going to be a suitor to actually swoop in before we finish Activision deal? Because once at least once they have that deal done, then they can shoot their shot on EA if it's still still up for grab. So chances are they probably get the Activision deal done before someone makes a move on EA anyway. So um it makes sense to me to hold out but if they did go for it i think the bigger thing to look at is uh content like those con you know basically like we what we see com coming is like the content wars where it's like hey what subscription has the most stuff maybe they still keep their stuff multi-plat on ea like if they did acquire them but maybe like hey as far as streaming goes the only streaming or not streaming but like subscription service that has EA content, it was Game Pass. Because then they could at least say, hey, well, it's on all platforms. It's just ours is the one that has the exclusive subscription rights to EA or something. That That's going to be... And I think the, the FTC or whoever has brought that up recently where they're like, hey, if you put, act, if you put uh, Call of Duty on Game Pass, um, you know, that's going to be... And it, and it can't go to like say, you know, PS or PS Plus uh, subscription ever, and it's only going to be in Game Pass as far as the subscription service. Um, that that's kind of like an anti-competition thing, but we'll see. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't I don't think it'd be smart for them to do at least <laughs> unless they know something. Obviously, they know a lot. I don't, but <laughs> mm -hmm. but yeah, I wouldn't think it would be good because there's already a lot of uh pressure and a lot of uh 
attention on him right now as it is. Bethesda deal seemed like, oh, okay. Didn't seem like that was that big. There didn't seem like there's that much attention. There was in the gaming space of like people like, oh, shit, they bought Bethesda. But you didn't have, I didn't hear like Elizabeth Warren or <laughs> anybody else coming out here and, you know, oh my God, we got to stop these uh, mergers and these big companies doing like you didn't hear it. But uh, but with, with Activision, that's another game changer because it's, you know, it's annual biggest release every year with Call of Duty. And so, and what all comes with Activision. So, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't think it'd be smart, but we'll see. I, I would think probably like Embracer or somebody, one, one of those outside companies might, what might happen is they, a uh, bigger company like them might take like a, maybe not buy the whole thing, but maybe like take a controlled share. So at least they kind of can dictate right. certain things maybe. Right. Um, yeah, like, uh, yeah, because when Nintendo owned Rare, they owned what, like 51%, something like that, and then they sold it to Microsoft? Yeah, because yeah. people were like, oh, they bought it from Nintendo. I'm like, they don't, I don't think they really bought it, but I think they bought, like, whatever bought them out as far as, like, their shares. But Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. I get what you're saying. Um, and I'm seeing a lot of love here in the chat for Sega, for Xbox to go after Sega. And I agree with you. There's a lot. <laughs> um, you know, we, yeah, we should finally get Atlas games on the platform. That would be the biggest, oh, that, the salt mines that will be created with that news. Come on, guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, they loved your comments there, MLD. So, um you know, just to continue on, yeah, that would be great. I mean, we've gone on about Sega, and obviously they have, in recent months, formed uh, closer relationships, I guess you could say, from, uh, again, different agreements. But, yeah, I mean, actually, yeah, they're, I mean, Xbox and Sega, their their friendship stretches back years, all the way back to the OG Xbox. So, yeah, I mean... Stranger things have happened in the gaming sphere, so who knows uh, what the near future holds. Um, Crusader, but I don't know if you have any uh, anything else to add to this. I mean, I know we went over, like, various, uh, again, like, the stock prices and whatnot, and, like, who, you know, like, who could be targeting EA, but, like, what do you think's the likelihood of just EA selling in general? Do you think that, you know, it's true that they want to sell or merge, or, like, you know, is it possible that they could want to remain independent? I think it's more likely. I mean, I, I does everyone want to sell right now? Yeah, kind of, because they're valued more right now than they probably will be in three years, mm -hmm. uh, because it's the craze right now to invest in gaming because gaming is so and inflation, um, so profitable, <laughs> yeah, and inflation, yeah, exactly. Um, so I do think that they they want to sell. I, I think that is definitely definitely a thing um i i think it's more likely they'll merge because the 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 initial rumor was is that um comcast was going to spin off nbc as an independent company and nbc was going to merge with ea to become nbc electronic arts and they were going to be a full um full transmedia company they're, they're essentially every type of media that you could want would be under this company Right. Uh, and that deal fell apart. Um, I think it is likely that we could see EA merge with another large publisher. Uh, in fact, you know how 
everyone's talking about how Ubisoft is looking to sell to private equity. I wouldn't be shocked to hear, like, if we woke up and the news was that EA and Ubisoft were merging, I wouldn't be shocked. Square, you know, um, yeah. There's survival okay. in numbers, and they would have one of the largest um, developing networks in the world. Uh, Ubisoft has a like the largest um, uh, support network for developing games, and that would be absolutely wild. That would be the best case scenario for me, to be honest with you. Would be EA and Ubisoft merging, as awful of choices that company could make hmm. looking at the choices EA and Ubisoft has made. But I think that it would honestly be better in the long run because the larger your organization is, the more risk you can take financially because any one project won't ruin you. Um, so you could have your large bespoke games that are you're going to rake your money in with and in EA's case that's like the sports games but then you could actually devote um some what I would call brand repair games these are your things like the Dead Space remake that is confirmed to have no microtransactions right. uh things like the next Mass Effect or when we hear that Dragon Age is allowed to be a completely single player game and not have any live service stuff because that was a, a headline we shouldn't have had to have but yeah. we did have in the last 18 months right so i honestly think that if you saw like ubisoft merge with ea or another like say like focus home merges with them or you know another large publisher merge with them um that would be your best case scenario and you might actually see some positive improvement because there is less there's less risk in numbers it's why animals move in herds right same principle is true in economics the, the that's why like the, a lot of the companies will merge together uh in the past um it's it's safer for a lot of the uh companies that microsoft bought to be um under microsoft because like they don't have the same financial stress when they're part of that big of an organization if if there is a failure it doesn't kill your company. Does that make sense? Like, mm -hmm. I don't think Starfield would have been delayed if Bethesda was independent because they wouldn't have financially been able to. But under Microsoft, they can. I think that same principle would be true here. Well, and yeah. I wonder what caused... Did, did that article say why? Um... The EA NBC deal fell through. I I, I didn't read the whole thing. Uh, that's a good question. Uh, I have to. Um, I don't have it in front of me at the moment, but okay. Uh, uh, it's very interesting to wonder why that fell through. Um, because it could be that they got a better offer. It could be that, you know, um. Who knows? Apple <clears throat> it would certainly be interested. Um, I was shocked to hear Disney was interested. Um, Disney seems pretty happy getting out of the video game industry as an actual developing party. Uh, they seem pretty happy being a licensor. So I was kind of shocked when I read when I when I saw in that report that Disney. I, I think was it was EA went to Disney like a okay. hey. Um, that that would make more sense. It says uh, part of the report claims a source that uh, FIPA has been persistent in pursuing sale. 
um, falling apart, decline because we're not comment on rumors and speculation, but it's said that EA is primarily interested in a merger arrangement that would allow Wilson to remain as chief executive of the mm. combined company. Um, so I think what it is is they're not liking the wording of the deal. Okay. So yeah, that, that, I, I would assume that as long as so like I'm proposing that they will merge with Ubisoft. That that is my out there could happen, right? Because uh, I know the what is it, the Gilmo family, whoever owns and founded Ubisoft, that that family, because their whole thing is they don't want to lose control of their company. So I would assume that you know, as long as they get creative control over their own like division of a merged company. Uh, let Wilson be in charge of the whole thing overall, and then put someone else in charge of EA. Um, you you would have a happy. All parties would be relatively happy. Um, I don't know. We'll see. It's very 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 interesting story. Um, hmm. it's not. I'm not shocked that any and every publisher in this company is looking to sell, break it, break apart. Um. I wouldn't be shocked to hear that uh, they decide to uh, sell off um, individual pieces of their uh, studios either. That would be interesting, too. But, like, you look at um, a studio like Respawn, I mean, they're really well integrated into EA. I mean, look at Vince Zampella going to help yep. um, DICE. Like, DICE is a mess at the at the moment. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I would be curious to see. Uh, like like you were saying, if they would sell off individual pieces, individual studios, that could be something. I mean, I guess I would like to see that instead of them shutting them down, right? So, yeah. I mean, look at uh, PopCap, for example. PopCap's actually a very interesting studio. I mean, I gotta admit, I'm a big fan of the uh, Plants vs. Zombies, uh, the Garden Warfare titles. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't mind Xbox picking them up for uh, a decent price, but hey, you never know. Or again, another another uh, publisher could come in and snag them, but again, that's just speculation on my part. Uh, going more into the the article that we we're talking about, uh, yeah, the proposal is said to have fallen apart last month due to disagreements over price and structure. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm just very curious to see how much EA would go for overall. Uh, right now, the way that prices have been for, again, the Activision deal, and that was on the cheap side, too. That was a deal um, for the $80 billion. Bethesda, again, you got Square Enix selling off their Western studios. Yeah, you know what? The more I think about it, the, uh, the more I could see EA, uh, you know, auctioning off some of their, uh, yeah, uh, some of their studios. It's possible. But, guys, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, just very curious uh, language coming around and just seems like there's again a, a fire sale of studios and publishers going on right now uh, the next six months or actually even the coming weeks are going to be very very yeah. curious but you know what on that note why don't we go on to our last talking point for tonight and it looks like we'll be having another big Xbox game collection uh, if this last bit of news is to be believed. And according to our buddy Nick over at Xbox Era, there's a Gears of War collection going to be announced soon. In the same vein as the Master Chief collection, 
Uh, Nick's been a pretty good source of information and gives you know some nice tidbits of information here and there. Uh, when he hears something, he yeah, you know he likes to get pe- likes to have uh, get people in the know of things, and some of these things are corroborated from other uh, media sources. Now, Eric Shockley, brother. What do you think of uh, the likelihood that it is that we'll be getting a Gears of War collection in the not-so-distant future? Oh, yeah, that would be uh, really cool. I think when we talked about this, like, quite a few shows ago, um, of which one we thought it would be, I was saying I thought it'd be Gears because, well, you have, like, a reason to actually put it in a collection other than just, like, the Mass Effect deal of, like, hey, they're just in a bundle and you just buy them um (laughs) whereas this one would actually have like hey yeah they're in a bundle you get all of them um but then you also have kind of like what master chief was trying to do successfully out the gate of like managing all the lobbies where okay cool you can jump in with your friends uh okay cool i'm gonna jump in my friend on this co-op on the first gears or we're gonna jump back okay now we're done with that you know what let's play the multiplayer from like the third game or the horde mode, because the horde mode's different, or pretty different from two to three. You know, if you want to go back and forth, or which which one you like or prefer. Um, so you have a lot to go on there. Plus, there's like there's so many things they can do with just like the extras, because you have the multiplayer and the single player. Um, you could throw in, you know, some of that DLC for free that people paid for back in the day for that was cut from Gears of War two that they sold to you later in a map pack. Um, so just include all that DLC. And you already had the first one like remade, kind of like how in the Master Chief Collection you had the anniversary version of Halo, uh, Combat Evolved. Then they gave you anniversary version of Halo 2. Um, so now it'd be cool if they give us the Ultimate Edition for the first Gears like they already did, but then give that same treatment to 2 and 3. And then do that little you know, flip back and forth. I don't know if they can go back and do that for the first one because they didn't initially. Um, but, you know, have that where you can flip back and forth between the old old uh, filter and new one. So that would be cool if they gave that the same treatment. And, yeah, it would be something to hold people over. Because um, And that's the other thing is kind of like how you get people talking about, unfortunately, with like Halo's Halo Infinite's multiplayer where there, some people are going back to Master Chief Collection. People would probably like, hey, awesome! Now there's a, you know a more modern way to play, because I've tried to go back, and you can still find people in the lobbies for uh, like Gears of War three multiplayer. I've played that in the past like year or so, mm-hmm. um, and and not so much. I'm not sure if you'd find it so much in the uh, Gears of War. You definitely wouldn't find it in Gears of War like the OG. And it's hard, you'll be hard-pressed to find it in the Ultimate Edition just because it was so early on this gen that they launched that game. Like, I think that was, like, in 20... I feel like that was in... Yeah, it was 2015. So that was pretty early on, even before, like, Halo 5 released, um, I believe. Um, But, yeah, that would be really cool of, like, hey, bring that toward the modern... more of the modern age where we are now in this gen. Um, And people were probably like, oh, I haven't played those games or that multiplayer that we, you know, feel like we love. Because that's the thing with the Halo and Gears, uh, both the fan bases and the multiplayer spectrum, a lot of times don't know what they want, or, like, they know what they want. Like, there's a whole big 
you know, one where they like went absolutely no sprint in Halo or one where it's like, uh, like kind of like what they've done with Halo Infinite. Like there's people on, you know, both sides. Um, like it was hilarious when the Gears community manager for the multiplayer uh, recently had left. And then you go into the uh, tweets under it when he was announcing, hey, I'm leaving. And then half the people are like, oh, no, now it's going to go to shit. And then all the other people are saying, oh, thank God he's gone. <laughs> so it's like they don't know what they, a lot of times they don't know what they want. Um, so I, going back to at least, hey, we'll give you verbatim what you had, kind of like what they did with Master Chief Collection and just do it right this time. Because obviously the logis- it was a logistical nightmare with Master Chief Collection um, that they didn't see coming. <laughs> Um, cause that was a, a big undertaking to put all, yeah. I think it was all four. Yeah. All four. Um, at the time when on you, there, when and, you had game engines spanning from, uh, the original Xbox to, yeah. uh, 360, right? So like it was ambitious yeah. what they were doing. That's why people were hyped about it, even though it was like old games, like, holy shit, they're putting all those together and you can just jump back and people were really hyped about it at that time. Cause it just seemed like unbelievable. Um, and then it kind of was. <laughs> for a while um but i think that could at least hopefully they have something else other than if this is a thing hopefully have something else other than this uh that is would release this year but i mean that could get people at least i love the first gears multiplayer that's probably my favorite one because then two got some of those like other environmental deaths that you get like from hail or somebody shooting mortars and Mm. The, it was it was just a lot more sweaty in the first one, <laughs> to me, <laughs> in the first uh, Gears uh, multiplayer. So, um, but yeah, that'd be pretty dope if they could kind of do what I was saying with the, what they've established with the Master Chief Collection, revamp two and three. You know, make everything work where you can just jump in and out like you can with most Master Chief Collection today. Uh, I think that would be a, definitely a good, you know, <laughs> at least a good shining. <laughs> moment so especially for the people that hate the new gears but love the old one you'll get some of them so well that's another question too it's like what do you put into the collection right uh obviously the first three gears games uh would you put judgment in there no well i mean i guess you could because with i would say make it focus on two and three um because at least doing the whole revamp thing because that's what people love is that whole trilogy um, cause I don't want them to just revamp two and then leave the third. No, we're not. We're just, this just what it is. <laughs> so I think at least focus on that. If you want to add it later, like they did with region ODST with master chief collection, that seems like a thing to do, but focus on the three people love. That's why I didn't think ever really a fable one would really work. Like, I mean, I guess they could, but it, people like the first and second one. And a lot of people don't like the third one. So it's like. People don't say that about the Gears, the you know, first three or like the first three Halos. They're like, oh, those shits are awesome. <laughs> so I don't know. That let let judgment don't tarnish <laughs> the product. <laughs> Get the product out the door with the three that people are beloved, and then after that, okay, cool. We'll just add it if you want it. Judgment's in there. Have at it. <laughs> Month later. Ah, uh, poor judgment. Don't cast judgment on judgment. Was that a pun? Uh, yeah, it was on purpose. 
um yeah no you make some good points there eric um mld buddy i mean i don't know how big you are of a, a gears fan but i mean i've always been more halo but I, I do love my gears and marcus phoenix and all that um what do you think to new of this news of uh, again we've been hearing about uh an xbox game collection in the works uh gears of war uh, that name is coming up uh, there seems to be some uh some smoke and fire about it uh do you think we'll be getting a Gears collection, uh, well, not, you know, in the near future? And um, I don't know, what would you like to see to be done to it? Oh, I, I definitely think so. I mean, there's there's too many rumors for this to be ignored. Uh, I, I was actually, I was a big Gears fan in the beginning. Gears 1, I think, is like my second most played Xbox 360 game of all time. Uh, like, I, I love the multiplayer, Gears 2, Gears 3. I, I essentially, I, I play the games for the campaigns now. Recently with Gears 5, I didn't play the multiplayer so much. I, I'm just play. I play for the story. I'm, I'm really, I'm really invested in the characters and the lore and that kind of stuff. So it's good that with a few years since Gears 5, it's good to get this game out, collection out there, get the game back in the spotlight, drum up some some consumer interest. Let, let's yeah, let, let's uh, prep uh, everybody for the next uh, Gears title, the mainline one. And overall, though, I think yeah, it's a good move. Uh, basically, if if, it, if it's done right, like uh, Halo MCC, you know, again, launching without without the bugs, without all that game breaking stuff. Assuming they learn their lessons from that and launch this one perfectly, it will be oh, it's gonna be a good hit because right now uh, a lot of the, some of the Gears tiles aren't on PC, and this essentially would make those games available to PC Game Pass, but also the multiplayer pools. It'll, everyone will essentially be pooled together instead of sep instead of each game having its own uh, separate lo multiplayer lobbies, which is also good. It'll keep the multiplayer alive for all the games, so long as people do their playlists a certain way, that kind of stuff. I also hope they take an MCC approach and actually re remake like one of the titles, like how Halo 2 was done for MCC. Uh, I'm you're looking online. A lot of people seem to be gravitating towards Gears of War two and three, two or three to get that treatment. Uh, I mean, yeah, there's fans of each one. No Gears fan is the same. Everyone has their particular favorite of the original trilogy. But uh, otherwise, though, so yeah, like what? The you, yeah, you have you got the basics: 4K, 60 frames, or 120 frame options. Uh, yeah, even throwing Gears Judgment. Hey, what the hell, right? It's a Gears game. Play the campaign. Enjoy for what it is. Doesn't have, doesn't have to be a mainline, uh, you know, headliner in there too. But uh, the, my concern is that this was meant to be a complimentary game this holiday. You know, you had Starfield coming out. And this was supposed to be like the icing on the cake. You know, the, the the support game. Now I'm I'm fearing it might be more of the like you know the weight will be on on its shoulders this holiday, and that might be a little too much expectations for it. As long as Xbox, uh, if it is happening this year. As long as Xbox, you know, they you know, they get the hype, you know, they make it appropriate, let gamers know that it is what it is. But hey, like, hey, it's a great Gears collection. Let's get excited for it. It's a great collection in its own right. Hey, why not? I'll play it. I'll go through all of them. Give me new achievements. Give me, yeah, all that juicy uh, of the 4K, 60 frames, 120 frames. Hey, I'll play it all again. Why not? Yeah, all that multiplayer under one roof. Uh, I'll, I'll sink a lot of time into that. All that time for Starfield, I actually will you know, end up transferring it into Gears. So, yeah, it, it is something. Like, people say Xbox has nothing for the whole year. 
they obviously can't see beyond their own nose. I think the June showcase will illuminate a lot of people, a lot of doubters. They definitely will have games this year. They won't be as big as Starfield, but games like this, hey, it, it adds up. I think they'll have a lot of smaller games, a lot, a lot of collections, uh, the smaller titles, the published games. I think it'll definitely add up to be something more than what people expect. But this, I think uh, I'll have a good time with it. I'm looking forward to it. People should play it. All right. Uh, well said, my friend. Well said. Uh, hitting up you next, Crusader. I mean, obviously, you're very involved with uh, the news leaks and whatnot and have your ears and eyes peeled for anything that comes up. Uh, like Shockley said uh, months before, we were uh, covering some talk about this. Now, again, according to some ports, it does seem to be a thing that we will be getting a Gears of War collection and what kind of form, like how much, we don't really know. But uh, there seems to be something here. Uh, do you think that uh, we'll be uh, seeing a reveal of this in the uh, not-too-distant future? Yes, I believe it'll be shown at the June showcase, and I'll give a date for it. Um, and I think that there's a big reason for doing this. I think they want to close the 360 servers down for Gears of War. But they can't do that if they don't have a replacement um mm. we saw that we just saw them recently shut down the uh 360 servers for um halo series i think that happened in february of this year maybe uh, something like that maybe happened even january recently. um and i i think that that is one of the big driving forces for um releasing collections like this because they don't want to take the games away from people right they don't want to take from the few that are still enjoying the multiplayer, they don't want to just take it away. So they want to offer it in a way that um, kind of consolidates everything because they would all then be running on one network architecture. Um, because one of the big reasons they said they wanted to close the Halo ones down was it was so many different games running so many different network authentication protocols, some of them ancient because they were on probably windows server 2008 before even older servers um doing the hosting and stuff for that uh for those games not that they're all um they were using peer-to-peer -peer, but they're, there's still a lot of things that they have to host on it like playlist stuff authentication um got stuff like that and if you consolidate them all into one package then you're only you've cut your overhead by a significant amount in terms of the their their computing um it's not as hard of a job to do by a lot uh, as compared to releasing a holistically new title um you can outsource it to different companies because uh, i mean we saw uh mcc has had a lot of support from other companies um in addition to 343 who's working on it i believe saber interactive helped with some of it Correct. um i'm fairly certain that uh creative uh what well, not creative assembly um certain affinity uh assisted with the tiny bits of the networking things like that um so it, it does not shock me at all gears of war is the the type uh, is probably needs it and yeah I, I would think that um i would actually suspect that more gears of war titles will hit it than not um Certainly all the 360 ones. I wouldn't even be shocked to hear Gears 4 hits it. Uh, the only problem with Gears 4 is Gears 4 is a massive game. It's like, what, 100 gigs or something silly? 
Well, um, again, look at the Master Chief Collection. That. Uh... Yeah, I mean, that's one of the big reasons they are putting Halo 5 into the MCC, because it would literally double its size of an already big game. Uh, but I, I would certainly uh, uh, think that uh, Gears 1 through 3 would appear into it, and probably Judgment. Um, and again, I, the only reason I include Judgment there, it, it, it's not as well-liked. I mean, I just played all the games, and I understand having just played them all last October for the first time why people don't like judgment it does not feel like the other ones I, I conceptually it was neat but like it, it it did not play well i thought it was uh, all right but i i do understand yeah, it, what people are yeah i i, I do get story it was okay it was really weird the whole star system for the missions it was like an art it was almost like an like an arcade shoot 'em up it felt weird mm -hmm. um not that it was bad it was just strange um but I would think you would include that, too, because, again, I, I think this is more about um, we want to close down this stuff on close down some more 360 things. How do we do that um, without removing content? And this is how you do it without removing content. Um, so, yeah, that, that doesn't shock me at all. Uh and I do think eventually Fable might even get that response because Fable does use a little bit of online authentication. Uh, their all games are all co-op, and they they do use a uh, online authenticator to check if you're playing uh, online co-op. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, the thing with Fable so, too is that again there there's been such an absence of it for so long that I I do think it makes sense to bring out a a Fable collection, you know, of, of the. Uh, the, the trilogy games you know to reintroduce people yeah. to it so uh, i i agree i just i don't know um how they do it yeah and yeah both of those franchises actually are um uh missing on um missing on uh pc um, there's Fable titles that aren't on PC. There's Gears titles that aren't on PC. So that's another reason why you'd want to see it. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm very excited for it. I'll play through them all again. That's great. Um, uh, I, I just I, I hope that uh, it's not all we're getting this fall. I think MLD is, is right in saying that. Um, it's well, that, uh, it's hard to say. Um, but I mean that could be the big game, and maybe like Forza Motorsport, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think those two together will make a fine fall. I, I would have hoped for more, but I think I think it'll be I think it'll be good. Um, I'm interested to see if uh, like how much how center stage um they're gonna make this fall versus uh. Uh, like next spring, almost. Right, and keep in mind um, too, they have like games uh, such as Scorn, and we we just oh learned, yeah no, you know yeah they have Scorn, Atomic Hearts in December, right? Yeah. I think. Um. Uh. And I believe the uh developers over at um. G is it GCS or GSC? I can never remember. I what think it's GSC it. World or something. Games. But yeah, they're uh, one of them said that they they're back at work. Um, I think he was on Reset Era. I'm not I'm not totally sure what platform he said that they were back, but they they are back in development of the title. Um, 
he even implied like it, the way he had messaged it sounded like uh sounded like they had been back in development for some time. So maybe we'll see some more of that. I don't think that's going to hit the December timeline, and there's no way no. anyone can be upset at that. Um, that's fine. Look, you know that that's actual real world crisis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, right. So. Um, but yeah, no, uh, I, I'd be down to play some more Gears of War. I've never played the multiplayer, like, ever. So maybe if this does have the same multiplayer hosting, like MCC, I will get into it and try it. Well, we gotta do well, Horde sometime, then. Okay, I've done Horde. I've never done the actual PvP. Ah, uh, okay. um, PvP. I have done those, the Horde mode. I like the Horde mode. Those 360 days or something else. Like, you literally had... When people would get, literally everybody would fill into a lobby. You'd pick which side you want to be on, and everybody could hear everybody before the match. And then when the match was over, you would just talk mad shit of like what you did to the other team. It was hilarious. It was the most junior high. <laughs> yep, Gears One. I remember that very well. Oh, the you, shit. You would talk so much crap if you like just like if your team got slaughtered. And then, and I did that one time where I just came back late and I was like, oh crap, they already started. And I just saw them killing my last teammate. And then I wiped the whole rest of their team. And then I talked so much crap after we got that round ended. But it's just, uh, those were the days. Because now no one does that anymore. Everybody's already in their party chat. There is no, like, no, you know, lobbies, camaraderie like that. Group lobby chat is a thing of the past. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah. There's a time where, like, Gears 1, there's fuel, the map Fuel Depot. There's, like, the one hammer of Dawn in the middle. You pick it up. You wipe out the entire team. And then all four of the team members' headsets just go off at the same time after the round is over. And you can't even understand any of it because they're all talking at the same time. They're all upset. Ah, That was the other thing. Because now people can just be in the party. Oh, he's right there. Once your teammate died, there would be no talk. You couldn't hear him. He was gone. So he couldn't give you any pointers. Of like, oh, he just killed you. Where's he at? He can't tell you. He's dead. <laughs> so you really feel alone. But now these days, everybody's in a party chat, so I can just tell you, oh yeah, he's right there, right behind you. <laughs> uh, those sweaty, sweaty uh, days. Those matches with uh, the, you know, just like shotgunning each other. You know, uh, jumping back and forth, shotgun, one shot. Oh man, Ugh, insane. You love it and hate it at the same time. But, uh, oh, I need to get Centurion in here, buddy. I mean, uh, obviously, we're talking uh, Gears of War here, uh, possibility of uh, Gears of War collection. Uh, I don't know. What do you think's the likelihood that, uh, you know, these uh, leaks uh, turn out to be true? I mean, they do seem to be pretty reliable, judging from the sources. But uh, ah, could you see a uh, Gears of War collection popping up uh, very soon? Uh definitely now i mean we've heard the rumors long enough uh the games definitely deserve the treatment uh they also could use some updating i like how crusader mentioned the xbox 360 servers i'm pretty sure the the gears of war franchise as a whole could use a little bit of an update especially on the tech side and it would be great to see also some uh, new energy kind of infused into the older games. I mean, that was my bread and butter on an original Xbox was playing Gears of War. I enjoy playing it. Uh, 
I will be absolutely honest. I never played Gears 3, so it would be great to actually um, experience that game. I have it in my back catalog, but if they came out with this collection, I'd end up getting it because I know it would come out with all the DLC and all the other stuff. Um, the multiplayer thing, definitely have some fond memories of doing that. Definitely standing on other end, on opposite ends of the uh, the multiplayer area and shooting at each other, hiding behind barricades. Uh, I think it's funny everybody mentions the whole talking crap thing that took place in the lobbies as something that we all miss, but it's also the very reason why we stopped using those lobbies was because of just some of the things that would be said, and it would just make you not want to play the game anymore. So, yeah, everybody's muted a lot of those lobbies, and they're now using uh, the party chat system because they don't want anybody to take them out of that... uh, out of that mindset of just wanting to enjoy the game because anymore now with gaming, um, apparently if you get a really good score in gaming, apparently out of that slot on your Xbox or something, a hundred dollar bill or something pops out. It hasn't happened for me, but uh, apparently there's a reason to, to take it this Uber aggressively, but um, on to, (laughs) <laughs> oh no! Just to, just to point out, I mean, it's more like war stories, you know. Uh, like uh, oh. vets were calling war stories, like, "Oh, remember the days when <laughs> the trash talk." Oh, dude, I totally remember. One of my first ones was a guy named Pitbull, something or other, and he's all like, "Meet me in a custom match on Halo," and we all went to the custom match, and he never showed up. So. There was stories like that where everybody was cool. But if you want me to be truthful, one of my fondest Halo memories, call me a hopeless romantic, was the guy that proposed to his wife using the forge. And he actually put marry me in all the weapons on the ground. And when she came over and saw that, that made the news. That was cool. I do remember that. Yeah, that's uh, that was a nice take on forge and uh, eh, kind of a sweet idea, too. But. Definitely, I would like to see some of that that magic that Xbox 343, all the developers involved that put towards the Master Chief Collection in creating the Halo Anniversary Edition, uh, remastering the second game, uh, putting that whole package together with the Halo Master Chief Collection. Yeah, they fumbled the ball on that launch, and it took years and years of post-launch Uh, patching to fix a lot of the problems of that game which is where i really hope microsoft learned from that experience and at the very least if the coalition is doing the remaster whoever's doing the remaster i hope at least a memo was put on the table recapping how that whole experience went down and to please not repeat it well yeah i mean i would hope (laughs) after it took uh, a while for 343 and a few other studios to um, make improvements to the Master Chief collection. Uh, it was a long slog, but they did they so, did really well. They did really well. This is where I try to show people I'm critical of everybody. I would have to probably say the Halo Master Chief collection was probably the most extensive group of patching I've seen in a lot of games. I can't think of another game that required numerous patches over the course of a number of years to get the game to work correctly the only game that really comes close to that at least in my mind was rainbow six siege with operation health 
Oh, really? I didn't realize that. Uh... Well, that was that was the whole concept of Operation Health with Rainbow Six Siege was they knew the game had problems. They knew there was broken hitboxes and other broken mechanics of the game. So they created a whole season called Operation Health where there would be game mechanic twists and stuff like that because they were trying to fix the problems. Oh, I mean, I knew it was a popular title. I had all kinds of friends that played it. I just never got into it, so I, I didn't realize that that was going on, to be honest. So, Oh, dude, Rainbow Six Siege has some do uh, doozies. Uh, the character Ash uh, goes by the uh, nickname of Broken Hitbox because her head, at least for a time, her, her hitbox on her head didn't work right, so you could headshot her and it, w and it wouldn't take her down in one shot. Oh, wow. Yeah, I would say that'd be a big issue. Hmm. And they, they patched that, right? Um, it's questionable. There's some people that still say that her hex, her uh, hitbox is a little wonky still. Okay, good to know. Uh, hmm. Oh, maybe I'll avoid Rainbow Six Siege. <laughs> um. Oh, I mean, we got to play some other games, though, Centurion. I, I mean, oh, we, definitely. We, I got to help you roll the credits on Strange Brigade. Uh, yeah, you do. You do. Which, by the way, I mean, I'm really itching to play it. So, you know what? Uh, sometime later, uh, actually next week, we can get into it. Yeah, hit me up, man. I will. You... take out that nefarious necromancy. Uh, you and uh, Gingerbeard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, play with that guy's fun. But, um, yeah, guys, anything else to add before we uh, sign off? Yes, no? All right, I'll take that as a no. But, uh, okay, I think now is a good time to start uh, wrapping up tonight's show. Again, excellent stuff tonight from the panel. Some really good uh, points across the board from MLD to Crusader, uh, Eric, Centurion, and so on. Guys, great stuff tonight. Also, great chat. Love the energy from everybody in the chat tonight. Uh, thanks to everyone that tuned in live. And if you enjoyed our banter tonight, then consider leaving a like, subbing to the channel, and be sure to share it out across social media, whatever you like, Twitter, whatever it may be. Just, hey, share it out there. Uh, but now let's get to some of these outros, and I will start with General MLD. Buddy, you had some really solid points tonight, uh, and hey, just a fun show overall, I think. Uh, where can everybody find you at? Thank you, thank you. Had a great time tonight. You guys can find me at MLD Ghost on Twitter, gamertag GhostMLD. Looking forward to Sniper Elite 5 next week on Game Pass. Um, yeah, I'll be, I'll be sure to give my uh, first impressions uh, next week here on the show. Looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I totally forgot about that game. Oh, I, I got to get in on that. Sniper Elite 4 was the bomb. I really love that. Oh, Dan, that's going to eat up a lot of time for me. Uh, let's see. Down the list, Centurion Buddy. Hey. You had a really good show as well. Uh, where can all these fine people follow you at? Uh, for those interested in following me, um, I don't care if you like me or just want to yell at me. You can find me at Centurion1307 on YouTube, Xbox Live, and Twitter. You can also find me right here every Sunday night with this amazing group of gentlemen right here on the TXR podcast. And you can also join me every Wednesday night with all the craziness, excitement, and comedy that takes place with Wilmy Hood on Gaming Beyond the Box uh, every, I think, God, I'm bad with East Coast time. It was like, yeah, 8 p.m. Eastern on Wednesdays. Yeah, you heard the man. Follow him. Definitely. Everybody needs to check out the Centurion. 
Now, moving on down the list here, Eric Shockley, buddy. Really good stuff tonight, as per usual. Uh, work in the TXR faithful find you. Yeah, as always, you can find me at ShockNero on Twitter, Easy Shock on Xbox Live. But yeah, I'm hoping to get some now that I got my capture card going and got some of my setup going. Get some at least because <laughs> I was like, man, I hate playing all these old games, but I can't upload my footage at least to like Twitter <laughs> to show off like cool stuff. Like I can when I'm on my uh, PS5, but uh, I think I got it figured out. So I'll be uploading some old PS2 content and high quality. So, uh, but yeah, good show tonight, and thanks for time, bud. Nice, buddy. Looking forward to uh, that content you plan on uploading. Uh, I'll be curious to check it out. Uh, let's see. And Crusader, buddy, loved your input tonight. As per usual, you have. Uh, Loads to thing on a wide variety of uh, gaming topics. Uh, appreciate your intelligence on the matters, and uh, where can all, everybody follow you at? Sure, everyone can follow me at Crusader3456 on Twitter, where next week you'll hear me talk about basically nothing but Destiny, unless there's really big news. Um, and you can follow me on Reddit, where I am very active on r slash gaming leaks and rumors. Um, we're going to have a mega thread up for the Xbox event. Um summarizing all past uh rumors and i'm gonna have my thoughts and i think the other mods are gonna have their uh uh thoughts on what we could see as well so expect that the week before the showcase all right yeah and i look forward to uh reading through that because you got you guys do such a good deep dive on things that you know i could collect my own info but you guys just have everything condensed into such nicely uh uh, made threads that it's it just so convenient so convenient so yep. good stuff good stuff looking forward to that and oh yeah i guess i gotta go to myself and uh to round out this awesome ensemble of characters you can find my content on youtube at invader gaming i'm also reachable on twitter at invader underscore one eight eight six good chat tonight and we all look forward to seeing you here on the next one later everyone it's been great